Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons have found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbians shout. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Let's Hang Out. I'm Ellie Brigida. And I'm Lee Holmes Foster, and here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This week in the Lesdom is somewhere we can touch base every episode about things that are going on with the podcast and our lives, or just the greater Les universe. And we have so many things to announce right now. First, we want to remind you that we have a Patreon up for our new musical coming out this summer, The Flame. You can get early access to songs. You can get some behind-the-scenes videos where we talk about the process of making them, writing them, things like that. It's a lot of fun, and it's going to help us make this musical, maybe do a live table read with the cast and also make more musicals in the future so it's super cool you can check it out at patreon.com slash the flame musical we also have a bunch of events coming up starting with this week Starting Friday, it is virtual Clexicon time. That's right. And we are going to be hosting trivia on Friday night. So you don't want to miss this. It is just general queer fandom trivia. We're going to have questions about so many different shows like Buffy and Teenage Bounty Hunters and all sorts of fun stuff. Don't miss that. We are so excited. And also just Clexicon going on all weekend. We're going to have a panel about the flame and they just have announced so many cool guests like you might have seen, you know, our our fave and yours, the Teenage Bounty Hunters. Steprol uh, is going to be there. So we have Devin and Maddie. They've announced. Um, oh, some other faves from a recent Should Have Been Gay that we posted. We have our Warehouse 13 reunion. So uh, they will have Jamie Murray there. And they also just had the recent announcement, I think, that uh, Joanne Kelly will be joining her. So lots of excitement. You don't want to miss it. We're very excited. Then we also have some other trivia events coming up because we are just keeping our trivia rolling. So the next weekend, right after that, next week, we are going to have our duel the haunting trivia so that's right we are doing the haunting of hill house and the haunting of bly manor we're gonna have some spooky trivia fun with some ghosties so you can check those out you can get tickets for thursday april 22nd we also have an event happening on sunday april 25th it's not the saturday this time it's the sunday so definitely get your tickets we are very excited we can't wait to see you all there we also i know we're just very busy busy right now. We also are going to have another event coming up that we want to make sure you know about coming up at the end of May. That is going to be the LGBTQ Family and Influencers Summit. So definitely keep your eyes out for that. We're going to have more information coming your way soon. In the greater Les universe. Oh, let's just take a second and let's all just sigh in bittersweet joy at the way hot wedding shall we if you haven't watched the winona earp finale yet that was 
something. Look, do we love a queer happy ending? Yes. Do we love some beautiful brides in like an awesome dress and a excellent, excellent suit? Yes. Always. Just there were tears. There was laughter. It was a lot. So what a, what a journey from start to finish the Winona Earp experience has been. We are, as much as we're sad that it is, you know, in theory over, what a way to end it. So there you go. That's what's happening in the Greater Les universe. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee, and welcome to our 63rd installment of Should Have Been Gay. Oh, 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 it was fun, it was great, but it should have been a little more gay. And in this week's episode, podcasts are the new movies. Let's Hang Out is the most jerkin' podcast of all time. <laughs> I think I want to listen to Let's Hang Out now. Oh my god, I so want to <laughs> listen to Let's Hang Out. Podcasts are the new movies I hear. <laughs> We are so happy to be talking about Josie and the Pussycats today, and (laughs) we are joined by a very special guest, Alec Fletcher, co-host of Gotham Arcade and friend of the podcast, and me personally. You might remember him (laughs) from our episode on LGBTQ rep in comic books in season two, so check that out. Way back in season two. Way back. Alec, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, you forgot uh, in my introduction that I am the resident Josie and the Pussycats expert. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, I also wanted to say, too. So Alec basically said, if we do a should have been gay on Josie and the Pussycats, <laughs> I can't do it without him. And I agree because <laughs> we we bonded really hard over Josie and the Pussycats. I think it was on our way back from New York Pride and Amanda who is Alex's partner, was asleep in the back seat. <laughs> and we were just in the front seat, like, vibing on music. And I don't even know how. Like, we were just like, oh, do you know this music? Do you know this music? Oh, have you ever heard Josie and the Pussycats? And we just started freaking out. It, yeah. <laughs> <And we're, laughs> it, was it was an was explosion. So it was so good. We were like, and I mean, anyone who's listening... Like, you know the type of music that is in Josie and the Pussycats. Amanda's passed out in the backseat, and we're like, yeah, one, two, three, go. <laughs> Those catchy choruses. Oh, they're so good. They'll get you. Yeah. They're so getcha. good. So let's do our IMDb synopsis. Are you ready, Lee? I am always ready <clears throat> for our IMDb synopsis. <laughs> for Josie and the Pussycats, it's as follows. A girl group find themselves in the middle of a conspiracy to deliver subliminal messages through popular music. Solid synopsis. I mean, that is the movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's not wrong. However, is it though? Is it really? Could we make it gayer? I bet we can. I for sure know we can, Al, as our resident (laughs) Josie and the Pussycats expert. What is your gay synopsis? Oh boy, we're coming in hot with my with my should have been gay already. Yeah. Um, okay, hit us. What what it means to me? Um, and my <laughs> IMDb gay synopsis is <laughs> an open poly thruple who are also in a kick ass band clash with record label execs trying to break them up. Yes. 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 <laughs> I'm so glad that you did that also because I I really in my heart have two gay synopses for this movie mm-hmm. and that's basically my other one so this makes it much easier for me. 
So what is your other gay synopsis? Okay, I went in a slightly different direction for this one because it's less of a gay synopsis. It's it more it goes like this. Okay. Are you gonna sing? Jo- I'm not. I'm not gonna sing. I should be singing it. I didn't have time. But here's my synopsis of the movie. Josie and the Pussycats, a box office bomb or the most influential piece of art responsible for basically every cultural touchpoint in the past two decades? In this TED Talk, I will. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this, is, this is the other direction that I had to go in with this. <laughs> so how do we feel knowing that this was a box office bomb? Question mark. Look, we've been wrong about many things in history, okay? Like, okay. so painfully wrong. It's true. I think that this movie, yeah, like only, it's like a cult movie. Like to me, like I've experienced, like not a lot of people talk about it, but when, when you mention it and somebody like loves it, they're like, oh my God, that's my favorite movie. (laughs) I mean, I watched this movie from a really young age and I loved it when I was a kid, you know? (laughs) So, so it's funny to see like adults that like haven't had that and they, they watch it for the first time as adults Mm -hmm. and then they're like, uh, (laughs) <laughs> or if you have good friends because <laughs> um look i watched this as an adult and my take is i'm pretty sure all all culture in the past two decades is response like this movie is responsible for all of it it's a it's a it's a sne- and we're a we're gonna get into smart. the specifics but like i it have a lot so of smart. things that i was like huh 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 yes. <laughs> it's pretty when you watch it again, it's just incredible. We'll talk about our experiences with it. I still haven't done my gay okay. synopsis. Even no, yeah, do it, do your gay synopsis. I'm just I want to hear it. Excited. I feel like you've been holding back, and I, I'm excited. Okay, so mine's not about a th- the thruple, but my my main ship. So mm-hmm. Josie and her girlfriend Val rise to fame with Josie and the Pussycats. Almost break up because of the fame, but finally get back together and make out during their final stadium concert. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I um, want. Accurate, but like, how are you just gonna write Mel out like that? I'm. She I wants to even end the synopsis. I know. I'm so sorry, <laughs> and I do love her, but I just like feel like she should be with Carson Daly. You know what I mean? <laughs> like <laughs> that. Oh, oh God. fair. Everything fair. about this film is. And just their noses touch. <laughs> it's perfection. <clears throat> oh no. Um. So. Let's speak on what our experience was with the film. Lee, I will let you start, even though I know, you know. Oh, God, thank you. It's Um, another embarrassing moment for you, but. If everyone has not caught on yet, it is season four. I had not seen the movie, okay? I just, I feel like we should just record a, I want a disclaimer in (laughs) the movie guy's voice of that. (laughs) Season four. Lee has not seen the movie. You better ask me your movie phone. (laughs) Yes, that's what I need. I hadn't seen it. I watched it like two nights ago, and it was a revelation. It was an experience. What a joy. (laughs) What a joy this was. I have to say, I get scared sometimes when there's a film. (laughs) Like, I guess like beaches, you know, it's different. (laughs) When there's a film that I love so passionately, and Lee, you're like, I've never seen it. And I'm like... Please love it. Please love it. Please love it. <laughs> um, look, I feel like you should have expected that as soon as 
like Alan Cumming, all of the guys in DuJour show up on my screen and like Donald Faison walks out and I was just like, what is <laughs> happening right now? And why do I love it so much? Why? Seth Green, what is going on? What also, is this? to be able to watch this movie for the first time again, like I really am so jealous of you. I know, right? Like that would be a crazy experience. It's absolutely wild. <laughs> it really, it really is. So Tell us about your experience, Alec, because clearly you said you watched it when you were you were a child, which, of course. Yeah. So I grew up with two older sisters and they had watched this movie and it was always on at my house. We had the DVD. I'm sure we had the VHS tape and I just had been watching it for for years and years. And then I had a friend. We started a band together when we were teenagers and we both loved this movie so much. So we would always quote it at each other. And therefore, just like cementing my love, making it not just a childhood, you know, thing, but watching mm-hmm. it every couple of years and just being like, this is the perfect movie. I mean, I watched it twice this week already <laughs> and I wasn't like, oh, I'm done with this. I was like, that was that was great. It's just so good. Why Iconic. It's, it's so smart. It's so witty. Like Eugene Levy's in it. Like, what is happening? <laughs> who look? Who isn't in this movie? Right. Honestly, honest to God, every other person who showed up, I was just like, what? What? It's, who? What other treasures am I gonna find? It, it is was really just, every scene. You're just like, who's who's coming next? It's fun. It never stopped being delightful. I also watched this film when. What year did this come out? I need to know. Two thousand one. Okay, so I feel like I probably watched it around the time it did come out. Because I also, I loved it. I was obsessed with it. Continuously watched it. Loved the music. Like, wished I could be one of the Pussycats. No shit. And my sister and my childhood best friend and myself were the Pussycats for Halloween. When Amazing. I was like 10 years old. Please tell me you have photos. And please tell I me we're going to post them. I the pictures. And I was Val. I forgot to mention this. <laughs> But I was Melody for Halloween, like, two years ago. Yes. Yes. That's amazing. (laughs) It's just, like, how can you not? Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Can I just... Sorry. Because you asked what when this came out, and I actually went and looked up, like, its release date. This episode is airing three days after its 20th anniversary of its release. We really planned this so well, and we didn't even know. We didn't even know it. That just gave me chills. Like, (laughs) right? Just like we're so in tune with this film. April 9th. I think we should do it this week. April 9th, 2001 is when Josie and the Pussycats released. Incredible. It's just, it's like so ridiculous and just so great. And the music is fantastic. Fantastic. It's so good. Like so, the soundtrack like, itself stands alone. The soundtrack is great. I also, I mean, I have a lot of soft spots for this movie, namely that like Rachel Lee Cook, where are you in my life these days? <laughs> like on Hallmark, as, to be honest. As one of the is. few look, I have very few people that you can use as like examples for how to pronounce my name. Rachel Lee Cook, like, got me through a good number of years in, like, high school and stuff. And then, where'd she go? She left. Where'd she go? I need her back. Plus, she's always, like, you know when people are, like, oh, who are the celebrities that, like, everyone tells you you look like? That's I always used to get Rachel Lee Cook. Nice. That's not a bad bad comparison. I'll take it. My point is, I need her back. (laughs) Also, Alec, what were you going to say about the music? 
Oh, I was gonna say that I learned today while watching the commentary on the DVD, which I'd somehow never done before today, that the actors who play all the Pussycats learned how to play the songs so that when they were doing the live sequences, that they actually looked like they know how to play the songs because they do. Um, That's they went, awesome. They went to a, like a rock music camp for like a, a week or two. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, and they do provide some of the vocals too. Yeah, they did. They did some of the backup vocals. <laughs> yeah. I watched the behind the scenes like documentary today too because I'm insane. And they were like, they were like struggling so hard in the booth. It was like, it was very fun. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, because they they lip sync everything like when they're performing. Like it's because it's actually it's a singer from Letters to Cleo yeah, who does all is. the lead vocals. Yeah. But and so Rachel Lee Cook like lip syncs her her vocals. But they did they did like sing some of the backing stuff, which I think is super cute. I feel like normally yeah. they don't. I wouldn't have expected that they provided anything to the soundtrack. Well. Yeah. Rosario Dawson was in Rent. Like, she can sing. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know she can. But it's just, you know, like, usually when you're making a movie like this, I would have expected them to just, like, record a band somewhere and, like, you know, slap slap the tracks underneath them lip-syncing and stuff. It's like, didn't Lindsay Lohan learn how to play for Freaky Friday? Is that true? That's awesome. I'm pretty sure she did, because I feel like I remember that. That's cool. Yeah, and if you watch, like, if you... I was actually sort of noticing that, but I was like... Yeah, it's like, they look like they know how to play. Yeah, I was like... Rachel Lee Cook is playing a bar chord. I was like, I don't know if she's playing the right bar chord, but I was like, she is playing a bar chord. So she at least tried. Yeah. Yes. And also- Unlike that one Glee episode where Diana Agron's trying to pretend that she's making guitar chords and you're just like, no, who did did this to you? No. Also, I need to remember who wrote the songs, but I'm like, one of the guys from Counting Crows wrote some songs, right? And then also the guy who wrote Stacy's Mom. Wow. I think. Oh, really? I, but I need to find Fountains it. That's Fountains of Wayne, right? Yeah. Uh, is that Adam Schlesinger? Was he? Yeah, yeah he I'm was pretty Fountains sure Wayne, Adam right? Schlesinger wrote. He wrote Pretend to be Nice. Which is, mm. ugh, which is so good. <laughs> yeah. And I'm pretty sure. What's the guy from Counting Crows? Adam uh, something. Adam Duritz. Adam Duritz, I think, wrote some of the other songs. Yeah. Um, yep. So it's like really like legit music mm-hmm. where you're like yeah. this yeah. would be on the radio the directors yeah. the directors also wrote the script for the most part and they they wrote some of the like the du jour songs the du jour <laughs> songs are all right so let's now look, that we look look having never seen the movie let's just talk about the there is you're, you're right you're right ellie there is no way to recreate the experience of turning on Josie and the Pussycats, knowing nothing of what I was getting into, and and that opening sequence of Dujour singing "Backdoor Lover," and I just died. I just died. There is only one time that you will get to experience that. Bro. Oh yeah. I well, I feel like let's let's get into our should have been gay because the fact that the song they sing. Is backdoor lover. That's the first song we get. It's like you don't have to be gay to have anal, but but also like, like I yeah. I wrote down I wrote down the lyrics. I'm your backdoor lover coming from behind with the lights down low. Also, it's like a secret love. Just right? me and you, you and no me. One has yeah. To know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So our it's not like we're kicking off on a gay foot or anything. <laughs> and then there's but, also uh, that that du jour fanboy who's like, oh, and I love him. 
you know, like brothers. Yes. Oh, God, yes. Like, I was crying watching this film again because I was like, from the second it starts, there was gay content. Mm. And just super gay content. I mean, like, the gayest of gay content. <sighs> this is just... Thank you. I'm so happy that we're here. Like, this is but, and, be the and, best episode. And here's the thing. For a 2001 movie, it is the gayest of gay content that they do nothing with right like it's not like they're doing it and like playing it up for a big punchline or or like even really mentioning it like oh, it's yeah. just there it's there it's just, just there for you to fine. enjoy and experience <laughs> and no one ever talks about it and no one ever comments about it and you just have a crowd full of screaming teenagers yelling i'm your backdoor lover and i'm like yep great yep. and it makes sense you're like yep that's a hit <laughs> yeah. it really song is. slaps story checks out the song yeah, does fine. slap though that's the problem <laughs> why and, is it so good it's too good it's too oh my good. god like it's here's the thing it's like for this for this era of movies i want to dislike more a movie that is i'm gonna say conservatively 80 percent musical montage sequences but like you can't because they're so good they're so good <laughs> they're so good they are so good <laughs> all right so we have this musical sequence right and then we get onto the airplane we're gonna <laughs> this this movie we like you can't skip anything it's all gay well you get onto the airplane with alan Cumming too so you're just like i mean it's just compounding on the gay like plus one gay gay icon alan Cumming, sure yeah and i'm like it's not believable that he's supposed to be a straight person in this movie not at all white ass wally like sorry to spoil (laughs) it for everyone but like no you're a like fantastic completely petty gay man in this film and you cannot tell me otherwise. Yeah. Also, yeah. like, how long after Spice World did Alan Cumming film this movie? Right? Like, I, th- he's just in masterpieces, you know? Like, that's right? just how he works. It's true. He won't sign on to a movie Spy if kids. it's not good. Spy yeah. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we need to know. <laughs> Cabaret. That's actually a classic. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> But seriously, he's not in a bad film. Find me a bad I just, film. I just feel like someone saw Spice World and was like, yes. Yes. Also, I have a stupid question. Okay. Alan Cumming is British. I think yes. he might be Scottish. Okay, he Scottish. Is, but he's yeah. not American. No, he's no. not American. Because I was like, yeah, his like his like fake American accent at the end. No Had way. Ro- yeah, he's Scottish American. Okay. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I'm still confused. Like he has an accent, though. Yeah. Yes. I think in so. his real, like his normal voice. I have no clue. He's such he a good actor. He has an accent. I don't think his natural accent is the accent he was doing in this movie. God, why is he so brilliant? <laughs> <laughs> Fancy <a> mint. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> oh God, he's so good. Okay, so we get to the we get to the airplane, and du jour are basically, I would say, all of the men in Dujour also gay. Petty as hell. <laughs> they, are, they are such a funny... I also think that that whole group is in a relationship, and I kind of love it together because they I, are ca- I think chaos. Les is, like, the gayest man I've ever seen, but, like, in a good way. I, love I mean, him. his name is Les. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I literally 
wrote that in my notes. His name is Les. So yes, you are correct. They bicker like an old married couple. Majunia face. You know, that whole thing. Also, But they're also like, they are obsessed with each other, right? They're fighting, but they're also like, Dijor means family. Dijor, Dijor means friendship. Means friendship. Oh my God. Dijor means crash positions. Yes. <laughs> this entire episode will just be us quoting the film. You're welcome. <laughs> Take the Chevy to the levee. <laughs> <laughs> they had to pay for that. And did they, they did. I'm sure it smells they like did. teen spirit. They had to yeah. pay for a lot of shit. I, I mean, the product placement in this film, the amount of money this movie probably made. Mm-mm. No, they didn't, they no. didn't make a single they made cent nothing on it because of the satire. They put s- it all in there on their own and charged no one anything. They got no money for product placement. <gasps> right? That is insane. Look how much they put in there. I know, and and they were just like, no, we're doing it for like the statement, right? This movie is art. <laughs> it is. I cannot. <laughs> the fact that they didn't make any money off the product placement is even it's, more beautiful. It's crazy. What this is? This <laughs> we, is just blew, we just blew. We just blew Ellie's mind. <laughs> I mean, not that it wasn't already, but like, holy shit! <laughs> all right, so we have du jour. They crash all of that. Then we finally, finally, after like five minutes. Meet our pussycats. Let's chat uh, about let's chat about this opening sequence. What do we think about the pussycats when we meet them? Okay, so for me, I I had to take my Josie goggles off because mm. I'm in love with Josie and I have been for like my whole life. Um, <laughs> so you are Alan M. Yes, I'm Alan M. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, I, I I sort of just like usually focus on Josie by accident. So this time I had to go like take them right off. But this montage is really fun. Like you I, I feel like you get a grip on all the characters like really quick with it. Like you see Mel like loves animals and, and is, is sort of like airy <laughs> and also the honk if you love the pussycats sign. Yes. <laughs> And she's like, I mean, I would have honked. I get it. <laughs> exactly. Um, I feel like already in that montage, because look, when I talk, when I say, I swear, this this film is responsible for so many cultural things that like everybody knows now that I'm pretty sure trace right back to here. You tell me this montage, the opening sequence here of the the band, does not exactly set up Mel to be the archetype for Britney S. Pierce. Lies. Lies. Like, True. that character is 1,000% based on Mel. Melis, and just, I, I feel like, let's, like, Mel appreciation here, because I feel like they treat, Mel's treated interestingly, right? Like, sort of <clears throat> by other people, they're like, Mel's an idiot. But for Josie and Val, Mel is, like, this, beautiful sunshine angel and i just love that like they never make fun of her they never put her down like even when she says, even when she says like the strangest things they're just like it's okay honey you're just you're just sitting on the oh that's why you're cold right like so gentle <laughs> but here's another thing about mel that i think is really interesting is like i mean and i was watching something today where tara reed was like you know, she's not the smartest person, but, like, she has sort of, like, 
like intuition, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. like like Tara from Buffy, you know. Like, yes. She's or like, like Brittany from Glee. Look, I'm, all I'm saying is, you tell me this is not the same character. It's the same character. Right. She definitely like character. she knows when something's wrong. Yeah. She knows she, when someone's a good or a bad person. Up, she mm-hmm. like picks up vibes. Yeah. 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 She's not. She's not dumb. Right. Like she and is not. She she keeps Josie and Val having fun because they're they're both really into like being grounded and being headstrong, and she's sort of the one that's like. But, like, let's have a bake sale. <laughs> what if I was in this room? Or in this room? Or in the living room? Or this? <laughs> oh, I love her so much. But, yes, Mel appreciation, hardcore. But also, like, so we set up Mel, right? We also set up Val, who I will say, Val is my highest on the level of, like, this is a queer woman. She... Is running a food drive. We mm-hmm. all know the queers are charitable. You know <laughs> her outfits. She's always wearing bandanas. Oh, the outfits, man! It's a lot. And then let's talk about their first show, where we see the relationship between Val and Josie, because this moment there is no heterosexual explanation for None. who's a rock star. Who's a rock star? And I then, am. thank you. <laughs> and then, what does she do? She kisses her. She kisses her. Kisses her. And this is ten minutes into the film. <laughs> That's just the start of all of like the hand holding, cuddling, touching, mm-hmm. and kissing that we see. There is La- so there's so, so so much physical, physical intimacy. Yeah, so much. I love it. And. Really, it's like that's why, like, I vibe on the poly, but I do feel like there's far more physical intimacy between Josie and Val. There definitely is. Like, it just is like much more because they do have that handle. But I also think Melody, I also feel like, is like the emotional anchor of this relationship Mm. to me because I think there's a lot of the physicality you see a lot more between Josie and Val. I agree, but the looks. Mm. Melody gets a lot of the looks. She gets a right? lot of like, the looks. Especially the first one that I noticed, like, especially was in that first scene when the girls drive up and are, like, making fun of them and giving them a bunch of shit after their show. And they drive away, and Mel and Val share this look at each other where you're just, like, they're, like, there for each other, you know? They're just, like, being there in that moment together and you and I just feel like a lot of the time like you can see Val and Josie both do it they like look to Mel when they need to be like grounded or built back up or just like get that support like that's what Mel is always there for and that's why I can't believe you wrote her out of this throuble Ellie God. I'm sorry how very I'll, dare you I can jump on it I, it's just because as as Al is like I have Josie goggles. I have Josie and Val goggles. They should I guess so hard. Okay, look, I get it, but and I know I'm gonna like jump us to the straight end of the movie here, but you're <laughs> just gonna write off like I love you and I love you and I love you, Val and I love you, man. I yeah, love I you, like, Josie I and I love you. You scream. We all scream. Right? You're gonna write all of that off as though it never happened. Come on. Yes, they do all love each other. I just think there's platonic love between the three of them, and there's romantic love between these two. And like, Mel I will politely is, disagree. That's fine. <laughs> 
That's what this whole show we is can, about. We okay? can agree to disagree. It's okay. All ships are valid here. All ships are valid. All ships can fail. Um, unless they involve Alan M, in which case, yeah, Alan get, M, get, get right out. out of here. Oh, I got some thoughts about Alan M, but they're yeah. like, oh no, never mind. I'll give I'll give him a chance. Then I want to hear it. <laughs> we'll get there. I feel. All right, well, all right. wait, we- can we talk about LNM real quick? Because LNM is also a very important scene for me when we meet him. Yeah, in terms let's of talk establishing- about meeting LNM. Yeah, let's talk about meeting LNM as Josie fixes up his car for him. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you giant lesbian. I love you so much. <laughs> okay, this is very like Betty from, from like Archie Comics energy because she also fixes cars and they also both live in Riverdale. I'm like, they should yes do. <laughs> okay look riverdale Wait. is another one of my cultural touch points that i was gonna bring up so oh, yes yeah. we, right we ha- i i was watching this movie thinking what if i was watching this through the lenses of somebody who's seen riverdale <laughs> and it's very weird i had to be like no i can't do that because i mean they're technically in the same universe but they're not right like right <laughs> Because right. it is Josie and the Pussycats. Like, Josie and the Pussycats are in Riverdale, the show, as well. Like, it yeah. is mm-hmm. the same. But it's like, yeah, I was thinking that, too. I was like, this is so not the Riverdale. That we're <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's so interesting. No, yeah. but this is what I'm saying is, like, you know how in the L word, like, they make the char and, like, Shane's connected to everything? That is this movie in, like, cultural things of the past two decades. That's what this movie is. Everything, it's why everything it still feels goes familiar. Back. Like, it still everything feels relevant when you watch it today. Yeah, even mm-hmm. though it's very specifically set in the year 2001, very so much, it, like, is weirdly timeless. Yes. yes. Yeah. It is crazy. So what other thoughts do you have on Alan M? Okay, so for me, I'm like, okay... There's, like, nothing wrong with L&M. He's, like, the perfect guy. Like, specifically for Josie. And, like, you know, for me, I'm, like, that would ruin my my polythruple. But, really, if they're just an open polythruple and they're, like, we all got our shit going on, you know. Because, like, I think that the chemistry between Josie and L&M is honestly pretty, like, much more than any other, like, hetero couple I've ever seen that I'm, like, mm. excited about. But, like, he's just a nice a nice guy. And w- and when she's having issues with Val later in the movie because, like, because they don't communicate, which is, you know, an issue for both of them, she's leaning more on L&M for the things that Valerie typically gives her. And he's giving them to her, like, no problem, you know? Yeah. So. The, that, the yeah. one thing I will say for L&M is he is not... The typical romantic interest of this genre and time period of movies where it's like antagonistic the whole time and you're just like, why? Where's he's not the... a toxic. He's not toxic. No, he's not masculine. toxic. I just yeah. I, you know, find him less interesting than the triad that has my heart. Yeah, so he's super fine. not as interesting, but he is just a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> he he's a like sweet a boy. He is he a is sweet literally boy. literally a dog. Right. Yes. Oh yeah. He's strong like, golden retriever energy. I can mm-hmm. see golden retriever. He's like he's him. bordering the line of a himbo for me. I can't quite. I don't know why. I can't quite see him as yeah, a himbo. Yeah. I mean, he's but like a yeah. He's like a small. He's like close. Himbo. Yeah, yeah. It's like a similar vibe. It's not quite uh, there enough for me to be like I love Alan M the way I do with most himbos. It's, yeah. But it's close though. He's like the good hearted. It's in you know. I do really like, I know I said Val and Josie, but if we work on that open relationship vibe, Mm. there is that scene at the end where Alan M and Josie are making out on the stage. And 
Val and Mel are like, oh, yeah. And like if they were in an open poly situation where they're happy for each other when those things happen, that makes sense. So wait, if we're going to jump to that, can we just talk about the way that Val walks over? Oh, she's but like, yes, also. Right, we got to do this, this show yeah. now. So. Um, please, no, the way that she walks really over well and is like, an is like, um, yeah, no, I can see that. But she's definitely being like, and that's enough. Thank exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> she's like, okay, yeah, this is fine. But like, she's mine now. We're on stage. Yeah, like, so I would like, like her back. Thank yeah, you. Like please and thank you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Not on it my is so. Okay. It is yeah. so possessive the way that she like walks <laughs> over to that situation happening. She's like, this um, is sweet, but you know she's coming home with me tonight. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but we're bouncing too far. But it's so hard. It's so hard. It is really hard. Yes. I also, if we wanted to do a sort of uh, reimagining or retelling of the story as more queer. I could also vibe on Alan M being a queer woman. <laughs> so we just like change him. And like, I think it could be, he, I mean, he has the haircut. Like, He's got you don't, lesbian qualities. He has a lot of lesbian qualities, you know? So I could like see that. And then it's like, he's, or she is still a wrench in the triad, but it's still like super, super queer. I don't like know. it. That was what all I was thinking. Where I was like, or could we do? Alan could M? we do like Alan M as like a trans mask character? Because that I'm down could, for that too. I could be down for that too. Right? I just like, like just how can we for how songwriting? Yes. Right? <laughs> it's on the nose he's, for some he's reason. Emotional. He's musical. Like how can we just? I just need to like queer his character up a little bit. I also to be was. Think, <laughs> I also was thinking as I was watching this, like he's honestly not good. <laughs> like no. as a musician, <laughs> like, oh, like the, every- the song is the song is terrible. <laughs> well, every time we see him too, I'm like, it's like he's doing that. Taking thing where, like, my he's- truck for yeah. granted. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh god, Alan he is one thousand percent that guy that would be at every party, being like, here's Wonderwall. Yeah, he's that guy. <laughs> he's- like, who wants to hear some? Mu- yeah, like when he's playing on the on no, the airplane. you know who he would have been. He would have been the guy in 2000, no, wait, 2001? No, maybe I'm a couple years early. I don't know. I lose <laughs> I lose track of high school years now. Uh, either way, he would be the guy at parties being like, anyone up for some John Mayer? Like, yeah. that's, that would have been Alan M at a party. Oh, Alan. So we have Alan <laughs> M there. Then our next scene-ish. Ellie's literally going to run us through scene for scene. We're going to be here all night, folks. I hope you're ready. Talk- There's too much content. <laughs> I don't want to miss it. Um, that I wrote down is when Val and Josie are in their airplane chair together. Mm-hmm. Oh, she, wait, we're skipping she, We're skipping a lot, aren't we? Well, or is you, that, that's, that's where they have the band talk? I know. Are, I know, I'm so sorry. We're skipping them getting signed. <laughs> we're skipping them getting signed. That's okay. This is, this is the conversation no, about no, the no. muni passes. No, it's the airplane chair in their house when oh. they see. Oh, oh, God, you're skipping nothing. And shadowing <laughs> to yes. our other airplane scene. But it's when they're in their house watching the back like behind the music or whatever on MTV. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, it's so sad about Jujor. And Melody leaves. And yeah. they're just sitting there in their joint chair. Holding yeah. hands. Yeah, yeah. Holding hands. Like you do with your platonic friends. Holding hands. That's all. I just want to <laughs> ma- mention that, that beautiful moment because it's worth mentioning. 
Sorry, did I miss anything else before the airplane scene? No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, sorry, I have one quote written down that now I can't even remember what it's from, and maybe you can tell me. I just have written down, what's up, big butt? Oh, yeah. That's from who the airplane. Said, who yeah. says that and to whom? Val says that to Josie because she plops okay. down on her lap. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. I just wrote it down because it felt important. I don't know. It is important. <laughs> Truly. Highly. <laughs> <laughs> It just reminds me, okay, so I don't know how if anyone else had this experience, but so they're on an airplane, but like any f- mode of transportation will do, you know what I mean? But like when I was in high school and we would be on a bus for my show choir and we'd be like on our way to a gig Ow. and I would be like, I would just like plop down on my friend's lap and, and we would just be like, I'd be like on her lap on the way to the thing and we'd just be like talking and laughing and I was like, this is totally normal friend intimacy. <laughs> and like I'm the only oh, God, girl yeah. on someone else's totes normal another girl's lap in this entire bus you know mm-hmm. let me I'm tell you like. how many of my photos from high school are just me like holding my friends like in that and I feel like we should do an episode on this Ellie because I feel like I know on we've, sitting we've, on laps on no on we've like we've all done it <laughs> we've all done it I on that thing content. that i feel like is is relatable queer content for queer people that like before you realized for yourself that i feel like a lot of us had like i know we've talked about the like when you had the friendship that was like secretly a relationship but this is like it's not even that you it's not even that i was into all of them it was just that there was something about like that level of physical contact that was like that you were like this is nice it just was nice you know we can- and like in ways that you didn't quite get get yet for yourself <laughs> that you were like why do i just like holding this girl i don't know it's fine because she's my friend <laughs> why do we just like why do i go over to her house after school and it's 3 30 and we watch a tv show and then we're like do you want to just take a nap and cuddle yeah why sure. we, you know why do we do that <laughs> It's a wild ride, really. So we, we've all been there, and let's take a hot minute. We'll hear from some sponsors, and we'll come back and talk about more relatable queer things. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so we have the airplane scene. I feel like I'm afraid. I'm afraid to jump us ahead, Ellie. I feel like you because have too much you to say. <laughs> You're right because this line, I think, is one of the best lines in the film, and also just like super gay. So they talk about their bus pass, right? Mm-hmm. The only bus pass with three people, which gives a lot of credit to your poly idea. I will say now I'm the more we talk, I'm on board. I get it. <laughs> We're going to win you over by the end of this. 
<laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm down for it. Um, and my favorite line in the whole film, let's promise each other something right here and right now. Friends yes. first. Whatever happens, we're friends first and a band second. And it just makes, so cute. Me, makes my heart warm. And I know it's so cheesy, but I was in an acapella group over the summer. Like it was a professional acapella group. And sometimes we'd get into weird, stupid arguments. And I swear to God, me and Hannah, who's another member of the group, every time anyone in the group would like get into a thing, we would be like, friends first, band second. And we'd, I swear like, my <laughs> we'd like pull yes. people back. Oh my God. Like, remember. Like, the music doesn't matter as much as we do together. And I, I've lived by that. It's a vibe. I've been it in bands. Right? You know? Friends first, band second is so much better than band first and everything else is fine. Ellie, we're friends first and a podcast second. I know. I okay. wanted that to be the the beginning line, <laughs> but we, ha- we couldn't. I mean, yeah. we'll just get shirts. It's okay. <laughs> oh, can I have one of those? <laughs> yes. <laughs> friends first, band Band second. It's so beautiful. <laughs> so yeah, was there anything else on the airplane that we want to talk about? Because there was like a lot of, you know, there's a lot of touching. There's a lot of lap sitting. Not a lot of gay stuff. Just a fourth wall break where Alexandra Cabot says, uh, Alexander is like, why are you even here? And she's like, I'm here because I was in the comic book. And I, that, love, I love a fourth wall break. So that line cracks me up. <clears throat> like, what? Nothing. <laughs> um, okay, but wait, also, can we discuss the character being named Alex Cabot, because that's another one of my cultural touch points for queer icons of the past two decades. SVU, anyone? Anyone? Just me? Okay. I'm sorry. Wait, what? Oh, Cabenson? What? Cabenson. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Cabenson is Alex Cabot, the character, oh. and Olivia Benson. Right, Alex the blonde, Cabot. the blonde DA that everyone ships Benson with. Yeah, her name is Alex Cabot, and I was like, "What is happening right now?" I swear to God, everything ties, everything ties back to this everything. movie. That's <laughs> crazy, right? <laughs> everything comes back to Josie and the Pussycats. Everything uh, does. I also so the, I didn't take a lot of notes after this airplane scene, um, or I guess I did, but they do like this whole montage where they're getting makeovers. Great makeovers, blah, blah, blah. But this is just a shout out to the only canon lesbian in this whole film, which is the woman who <laughs> does Josie's hair at the end. So her name is Sally Hirschberger. She's a famous hairstylist. And she's a queer woman, right? I don't know. She looks really gay in that <laughs> shot, though. She has to be. She's that Shane McCutcheon-ass hairdresser. Yes! Right? Yes! <laughs> Wait, hold on. Sally? I need to look this up. American hairstylist <laughs> in need to know. Oh, God. It doesn't say anything about her personal life. Yeah, I was having a hard time finding something about it today. <laughs> All right, well, we won't assume, but she does look quite, rather gay. Yeah, <laughs> she looks pretty gay. Quite stereotypical. <laughs> so just a shout out, just a shout out to that one. Can I also shout out just while we're doing this sort of generally that I love how they do the whole because again like this this it's all montages this movie is all montages and the fun thing about montages is like you can completely gloss over how long 
of a time period they are covering. And so I love that they go through this whole like shooting to the top of the charts and whatever. And then they're like, it's been a week. And I'm like, what a what a lesbian move to just like you haul your way into like <laughs> like a rock god career to just be like, oh, we were nobodies and now we're the number one band in the country, like in a week. And I'm like, yep. That's amazing. I love just it. you hauled it like you do. <clears throat> it's fine. Yeah. When they get ready to like record those songs and the video and stuff, like they're, they're like, you can see Josie is like feeling like an intense amount of like anxiety and like, is this what we're really doing? And then she looks to both of her, her booze and she's like, is this what's going on? And they're both like, you fucking got this. We got this together. And then they shoot to the top of the charts. I mean, I know that subliminal messaging was involved, but the looks not- really got them there. Also, like, whenever I watch this film, I'm like, fuck, do I love this film because it has subliminal messaging in it? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, I literally think this is the best film ever. And, like, I'm, like, ca- catch myself being like, wait, am I okay? Just it's the best movie ever. Yeah, exactly. It's I'm working. Like, <laughs> I'm like, shit, it worked. It worked. And the music. Look, all I know is, did I buy Pumas the day after watching it? Who knows? No, I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> do I want a Big Mac. Ex- yeah, I'm a Big Mac. You're a vegetarian. <laughs> oh my god! Why do I have all these lines literally in my brain? Um, and then we are introduced to another character who I'm going to say like is just like gay icon, uh, Parker Posey. Fiona. Mm. Um, okay. Wait. Yes. Can we? I I I need to discuss Parker Posey because you tell me. Look. If Mel is the archetype for Brittany in Glee, like, did Elizabeth Banks just base the entirety of Effie Trinket in the movies, in the Hunger Games movies, <laughs> on Parker Posey in Josie and the Pussycats? Because... You'd be a fool you not would be, to. <laughs> you would, I mean, and you would be hard-pressed to convince me that she didn't, like... How? How? That scene where she's walking down where she has like the feathers sticking out of her thing. And I'm like, you are straight out of the Capitol right now. Like, what is happening? What is happening? Yeah, I mean, Josie is way ahead of their time. You know what I mean? Like, it's like a it's a huge commentary on capitalism and the American government and like the sordid Hollywood scene. There's just, you know, it's they really exposed a lot. <laughs> in a really funny way because we're all just like yeah it was hilarious and we're like wait is that is this Fio- really what yeah Fiona's amazing Fiona's so wonderful like you know watching this like I never really looked at her like through like a queer lens before being like she's either queer I'm like she's probably pansexual or something but also she's got this like sort of Liza Minnelli thing going on yeah where she's like like, a gay's best friend, you know, should have been gay, like, Wyatt and Fiona's friendship or something. Yes. <laughs> I totally come see, on. like, yeah. Let's let's talk about Fiona and the first time she meets the girls and she's like, this is my girly room. No, no boys, boys allowed. allowed. And you're just like, what's happening? Can I give what's, you a massage? Yeah, then what's she's, like, going rubbing on here? her shoulders. <laughs> she wa- and she wants, like, she wants female approval so badly yes. too where you're just like you know that like super gay thing when you're like i don't care what men think but like please like me be my friend <laughs> you're cool <laughs> yeah tell me i'm pretty tell me i'm pretty enough yeah. yeah it's it is like 
I also love like, okay, so if we talk to about, <sighs> let's talk about Wally and Wally. <laughs> What's <laughs> Wyatt? Wyatt. <laughs> but he is Wally. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Wyatt and Fiona because talk about also like queer glow ups. They're mm-hmm. like, think about like being a queer kid bullied in high school and being like, you know what? Fuck all of you because I am going to reinvent myself to be fabulous and take over the world and like be more successful than all of you who put me down. They really did yes. nail it until they got caught, you know? They re- and he, I mean, even still, I feel like they're going to be fabulous together in jail, you know? Right. It's going to be in like an orange is the new black kind of vibe with, with Wyatt and Fiona. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> but we're just, we're going along for the ride, Ellie, and that's okay. Oh, yeah, but I do love them. Um, let's see what else. Okay, so now that we have, you know, we've seen Fiona, we know she's, I agree, pansexual. Like, she just, like, loves she just loves people and she just like wants to be free and get to explore all kinds of stuff. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the evolution of Josie and Val's relationship here. Because from the beginning, I feel like they're like, we are together. We're solid. We know what we're like. We know what our relationship is. We like know who we are together. And then everything in their lives change. And like Val's feeling all kinds of jealousy and she's scared she's gonna lose the love of her life right mm-hmm. and she's oh it's so sad she says some things feel like they've changed completely it's oh, sad. gutting it's so gutting. sad and then we have so our sad. date with josie and alan m and okay i can see what you're saying where alan m fulfills some things for josie that she needed however i would like to say she says to Alan M, I'm not a rock star. And I feel like in her heart of hearts, she wants Alan M she to say. She wants it. Like, who's, who's a rock star? Who's a rock star? Damn, you she know, was, I never thought She that. was begging for it right there. Yeah. That's so good. I mean, that would have been so good. Yeah, like, she's like, I don't even think she realizes it, but she mm-hmm. really was like, I'm missing Val right now. And I don't feel like I'm like, I'm not a rock star. Who's going to tell me I'm a rock star? Somebody tell me because my girlfriend's not here to do it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and he does. I mean, he is good. You're right. He was good about it. But he, but he doesn't, doesn't say the right thing. Exactly. No. Damn. <laughs> and if See, I and were to like really look. rewrite this with, with Val and Josie being together at that moment, there'd be like this like voice in the back of her head. Or like a flashback to Val, and it's like, who's a rock star? And then her eyes are like, oh, it's Val. Just it's- another musical montage. <laughs> um, when we talk about I, this is why I have to go with the thruple because I just feel like emotionally they get each other, they are there for each other, like exactly that. She is asking for a specific type of validation that like Alan M just doesn't know how to give her and Val would. It's also just because I think we I think we 
um, went past the scene already, and I just want to talk about it. Can we talk about what Val needs? Because Val also has a rough go in this movie and is frequently, you know, like she's so much of this movie is Val looking for that validation that she needs from Josie that she's suddenly not getting because her girlfriend's been brainwashed. I mean, it's just relatable content all around. Um, <laughs> but what I love is when they're having that scene where, uh, well, and of course they're being like, she's being gaslit by Wyatt, like the whole movie. Yeah, it's um, really rough. Oh, it's so bad. And I feel like uh, probably someone should write a whole dissertation on how it's, like, the one non-white person in the band that they, like, immediately zero in on Uh, and try to write out. And you're just like, okay. The directors Um, were saying that it's not a race thing, that it's that she's the bassist and that's what happens with the rhythm section. But I feel like that's that's way too much of a stretch for me. It's, But it's also, like, you can't ignore the fact that it... It's right. also a race thing, exactly. like the way it happens. It's like kind of eh, didn't didn't age great that part of it. But right. um, but I just think one of the other like cutest moments in this th- in the thruple for me, and again the reason that like I cannot write Melody out is when he gives them the invitations to the party and Val didn't get one, and Melody like you just see her like hand her her little invite at the end of the scene, you know, and she's just like it's okay here, and you're like. Ah, ah. So good. They're just like, they get each other. They all get each other. They know what they need at every point in time. Like, they just always know what each other is going to need or is looking for or how to, like, boost up, you know? And I just, I love that for all of them. That's all. There is, like, just so much validation between the three of them. And, like, I know we did talk about, like, there's obviously some jealousy. And they have communication issues about that. But I do also like that, like, when they clear up their communication issues, there's not actually jealousy there. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, like with the Carson Daly show. <laughs> so Mel and Val get invited and Mel, and you can you can say what happened. Yeah, no. So so Valerie's feeling all of these, you know, like Josie's the center of attention feelings. And like, you know, she's hanging out with all these people and we're sort of sitting in the back, the back seat. And then they, Wyatt comes in and invites only Val and Mel to go on TRL with Carson Daly. <laughs> with two Carson Dailies. And, yes. <laughs> and Valerie's like, well, is that okay with you, Josie? And Josie's like, why would that not be okay with me? Of course you should go. I love that show. Like, not for one second is she like... People should get to know you two better. Yeah, I mean, come on. Right? And I feel like, you know, they they should have been having these conversations from the beginning. Like, look, you're clearly the one in the spotlight. Like, Josie isn't doing anything to be like, I know that I'm the one in, in the spotlight, but but you're not getting that, you know? So I understand where all the jealousy comes from. They're not they're not having that conversation. Yeah. But they, they have to have the conversation. But yeah. that's what I like about it, right? Like, they were not communicating, but you also have to think, like, the timeline is this is a one week, right? Right, like, right, right, right. <laughs> that's true. One, one week, including brainwashing. That's it's like a some, lot, you know? It's a whiplash, for real. Yeah. yeah. So I do feel like the reason they're not communicating is because it's, like, just crazy craziness, and they have not even gotten a chance to, like, be together like they usually are. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's they're, why I they're love, being like, the driven one, apart. Yeah, exactly. The one conversation that they actually do have about it is so positive where you're like, OK, like there's no confusion about this. Like it's it isn't Josie. I mean, besides after she gets brainwashed, but like the real Josie is not like she wants her. I'll go with it. She wants her polythropo to succeed <laughs> together. 
Okay, look, I have a couple more things in favor of the polythruple. One, what snaps Josie out of her brainwashed haze? It's the picture of the three of them on their bus pass, right? It's not like, oh, my feelings for L and M have saved me. No, it's her feelings for Val and Mel, okay? That's my first thing. My other thing is, who do they hold hostage at the end to to force Josie into playing the concert for them? It's not, not L and M, who they also know about and have been trying to like keep her away from this whole time. Like, no, no, they're not like, oh, the love of your life will use him against you. No, they pick the girls. Of course they do. They put the girls and they're like, we will explode their car if you don't do this for us, right? And that's also what tips her over the edge. It's like when Fiona starts insulting them that she's like, that's she it. Like that out. is the breaking point. She's she like, not in someone's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> If you wouldn't stick a Twinkie in someone's mouth for your friends, like, are you really in love? I don't think so. Oh, that's so So look, that's all I'm going to say. I'm just going to say those are those are my other things in favor of the thruple. I mean, I agree. Do we want to talk a little bit more about this? I mean, we talked about this before where they like, I love you, Josie. I love love that. I love it so much. I love you, Mel. They all love each other. It's so beautiful. She does say you're my sister and I love you. So like, no, I I wrote over that in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I must have coughed at that at that line. Or I just I don't know. I the car drove by loudly. (laughs) No one said that. Didn't Um, hear it. Another thing that I would change if we just like completely get rid of Alan M in my retelling. So when Josie's on on this is why I say they make out at the end. So Josie's singing her song and she says. This is for someone who said he believed in me. And instead, I wish she said, this is for someone who always told me I'm a rock star. Yeah. <laughs> and then she turns to Val and she's like, this one's for you, baby. <laughs> and then they just make out with tongue on stage. Yeah. Yes. Here, here for it. Here that would be it. so good. How good would that be? Oh, I was, this is in my notes, but <laughs> it's irrelevant to to too much of the gay stuff, but Melody says that she's a Scorpio, and that just has to mean something to somebody that listens to this podcast. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> so true. I'm wondering what the signs of the other pussycats are, like Josie mm, and, and Val, like what their signs would be. Because Melody being a Scorpio weirdly makes sense, even though it's kind of backwards. Yeah. I feel like she's like one of those sneaky Scorpios. <sighs> well, she's definitely a water sign. Mm-hmm. So, like, a Scorpio does make sense, right? That's she has true. a lot of feelings. Hey, I love Scorpios. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> we know this. But I could see the water sign. I mean, I guess probably Josie would have to be, like, a Leo or something. Mm. Right? Could be. Some sort of fire. Some sort of fiery sign. Mm. And then I do, I feel like maybe Val's, like, an earth sign. She's yeah, like, I she's think like that rocking, makes sense. Rocking a Taurus. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> She's pretty stubborn. She like I don't know. Is our Taurus is bad at communication? I'm not sure, but I have I know some Tauruses who aren't good at communication. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure about that. <laughs> Sorry, Tauruses out there. <laughs> <laughs> They're uh very strong willed. I feel like uh Val's pretty strong willed. That's true. 
But I'm curious. I feel like that's something for our Twitter. We need everyone to tell somebody us. Somebody out there has done. Leave someone the out there has yeah. their charts, right? Like, tell us. Tell like, Yeah, subscribe. email us. Let's hang out pod at gmail.com. <laughs> I mean, I know you said we couldn't go through this scene by scene, but we mostly have. We are did there, great. We, are there we did any great. gay things that we missed? <sighs> oh, um, man. <clears throat> When Josie is, like, rescuing and, and sort of reconciling with, you know, Mel and Val, and we talked about the I love yous, but, like, she truly does, like, speak so genuinely from the heart and is, like, these are the things that I love about you. And she takes ownership uh, of the way that she acted when she was, you know, brainwashed, and she's, like, it's not my fault that I was brainwashed, but I did say those things, and I didn't I didn't mean them, and, like, I love you. I'm like tearing up. <laughs> no. um, but like seriously, why do they have one of the most beautiful like relationships of any couple I've ever seen on TV? Or right? Movies? So it's so genuine and, and, and true, you know. They have such good um, chemistry. Like the actors themselves have really great chemistry, all all three of them together. And just like, yeah, I feel like it is just like such a genuine friendship. Yeah. I heard that they clicked very quickly on set, like like immediately, which I can Not definitely surprising. see being true. They they look they look so good together, and just so good in general. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I wonder how much of the physical intimacy was improved. Mm. Mm. The world may never know. I mean, um, probably I, a lot of it. I highly doubt they have in the script like the girls hold hands. <laughs> <laughs> right. I have I have one more gay note that we didn't touch on Ellie that I just I just need to mention which is when they do their one week rockstar u hauling montage and then and then they want to give us like some insight into the girls and their newfound fame and all this the way that they do that right like du jour they had like oh here's like a crowd of screaming teenagers and here are these boys who are in love with du jour for the pussycats they have here are three other teenage girls who are now going to show up at your door, <laughs> scream about you and how obsessed they are with you and how much they love you, and ask you, do you want to see our pussycat tattoo? True. It's That's true. all. I'm just going to drop that. We can do with it what we will. I'm just putting it out there, okay? Also, as we're talking about just like the pussycats as a band, I feel like the genre they chose... It's very telling. Mm, yes. Yeah, it's, it's pretty like, it's like early 2000s, uh, like late 90s, early 2000s, like, like, like Riot Girl pop cusp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's pretty, it's pretty neat. Honestly, like, I, I know I grew up with the songs, but they're so good and they're so catchy, but they do have that, like, that sort of like edge to them that like other other mainstream movies don't really tend to get right is that sort of like like alternative like pop cusp it's such like riot girl is like such the yeah because that's why like i really just feel like it would be like music you like would hear at like the lesbian bar from 10 things i hate about you you know what i mean yes <laughs> there yes. was that 1, time thousand percent up. yes where they showed up on the street with like acoustic guitars and they looked like they were playing Lilith Fair. Yes. <laughs> There's just a lot of just like the trio themselves just like have a lot of gay vibes. And then the fact that they're in love with each other just cements it. 
Ooh, I also do want to say another gay note that I have, and this is the last one I have, but um, Alexander Cabot, at one point in the movie, Mr. Movie Phone is like, like, these are the most popular things right now. And one of them was Heath Ledger. And then, um, and then Alexander says, like, I want this and Heath Ledger. And I want a vintage tea, a vintage tea and Heath Ledger. Yeah. And of course that is the brainwashing, but I'm wondering how the brainwashing works with sexuality or if that's like, you know, only something that somebody who already would want Heath Ledger would say. I do feel like Alexander Cabot has pretty gay vibes. Like, I I actually think he might be canon gay. I feel like he's playing it as gay. Yeah. Yeah, it seems that way, for sure. Yeah. So, I do think it's partially brainwashing, but I agree. Like, you're right. Like, is it only brainwashing for people who already find that sex attractive? It's interesting. Very interesting. (laughs) It's like that thing of how, like, hypnosis, like, you know, you can't hypnotize someone into, like, doing something that's completely against, Mm. like, the fiber of their being, you know? Or, like, as, what was it when we were at a, I went to a hypnosis or, like, in high school or something, and they made one of the guys dance to, like, you know, like, man, I feel like a woman. And they're like, well, hypnosis can't teach you the lyrics to the song, so. (laughs) (laughs) He he knew all of them. Oh my god. Amazing. Yeah. Or also at my high school there was um they had this guy dance and he started doing like triple pirouettes. And he was like a jock at our school, but then like somebody after was like, no, he's like taking ballet. So he was, like, oh yeah. I mean you'd have to. But like that's what I'm saying. It's like you can't hypnotize someone into like learning something new that they didn't know before they were hypnotized and you yeah, can't but like, hypnotize them. If that were the case, I'd be going to the hypnotist every week. Like, teach me how to play guitar. Yeah, right. right? (laughs) Help. I know. We still, we will one of these days. We're going to put together a Josie and the Pussycats cover band. Like, even just for a night. Yes. We're doing it. That's the fucking dream. We are doing it. So. If, If the actors could learn the songs, then so can we. You're so right. Let's do it. (laughs) <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow, I'm just going to be like, I, I got it. I, I feel like I need to learn how to play the bass. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> okay, are we are we done? Should we do our ships now, Ellie? I feel like yes, I'm ready. we have to, we have to. All right, so okay. what characters, which characters are we shipping? Well, listen. <laughs> listen, you know where we stand. <laughs> okay, so we ship all three of them together. What is their ship name? Oh, my goodness. Um... I mean, other than the Pussycats, yeah, I, I was think thinking we have to Josie do... and the Pussycats is a good Josie yeah. and the Pussycats. Is the uh, <laughs> Josie, Melody, and Val. Velocity. Mm, we said Velocity. <laughs> Velocity. Okay. Yeah, that one's tricky. I yeah. like Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> Valelocy. <laughs> It's a hard one. I'm just going to keep throwing out more things. They have, like, Ooh, so many of the okay. same sounds in their names. <laughs> um, what about three small words, since all their <gasps> names are short? Oh, my God. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. That's cute. I'm so the faces that. that Ellie and I just made. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if that's going to go over well. It went over very well, listeners. <laughs> very incredibly. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, okay, yes. Are there any other characters that, like, we sort of haven't talked about that we ship? Do we ship Fiona and Wyatt? 
No. Or, mm, okay, so we don't. No. I think they both. Here's what I want to see. No, I don't other. know why I want to ship. Mm. Uh, I want to like wait a couple years and ship Alexandra Cabot with Fiona. I feel like that would be an interesting couple. Right? They'd be insufferable. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there would be so many feathers. Yes, but that's why I feel like they would work because, mm. like, I feel like it's hard to ship Fiona with a lot of other people in this movie because she's like a little much for them. But I feel like she wouldn't be too much. That's you know? true. She would not be too much for Fiona. I don't think so. so or for lifting Lita. Yeah, I think oh, I think I could see it too. I think I could see it. The only thing that I'm like a little unclear of is exactly what age all of them are supposed to be. Yeah, so that, that I'm gonna say like question. set it a couple years in the future, and then I feel I feel safe saying that. <laughs> I think the Pussycats and, and the Cabots are are in their early twenties. They're very like non-specific about it. Though. They were very non-specific because they weren't allowed to get any of the characters drunk, and I don't know why that is. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Quite interesting. I learned so many new things today. I know. I'm so intrigued by this commentary. I have to watch it now. Um, anyone from Du Jour? Oh. I, all of them together. <laughs> at, le- at least Seth Green and that other guy with the goatee. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seth Green and the guy with the face? Or yeah. Seth Green and Les? <laughs> Marcus? Seth Green and, and Marco, yeah. Marco? Yeah. And Seth Look, Green. Like, what Breck the? and Meyer also, like where are you in my Seth life? Seth Green is in, I literally always just call him Seth Green. Like, I don't know his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seth he Green was, or Oz? <laughs> he was Travis. Oh, Travis, okay. yeah. Uh, he was Travis, and Breck and Meyer played Marco. Yeah. Okay, so Travis and Marco. Because, yeah, they definitely bicker like a married couple. Yeah, they oh, got God, something yeah. going on. Charco. <laughs> Morris. Marvis. Yes. Marvis. Marvis. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. And Dujour is our other ship name. Yes. (laughs) I mean, of course. All the ship names are just the bands. I mean, I don't know. Like, do you think this Josie and the Pussycats should have been gay? I think it should have been gay. Should have been gay. It was pretty gay. (laughs) (laughs) But it should have been gayer. This has been my favorite should have been gay we've ever done, and I knew it would be. But it's time now for our Q and gay. Q, 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 and, 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 gay. All right, so we're going to ask you some multiple choice yes or no questions. They're actually, I would say they're not hard, but I think you might have a little hard time with it. I'm, I'm so sorry. It's, it's fine. Question number one is already going to be an attack. What is the best Josie and the Pussycats song? Oh, a, spin around. B, pretend to be nice. C, three small words. Or D, you're a star. As much as I like the lesser known tracks i do think i need to pick one of the big the big two well i guess the big three. Oh, seemingly as spin around was the love theme underneath all of the josie and valerie scenes as well i think i'm gonna go with spin around just for this q and gay Excellent did they choice. say that that was the love theme in they said the it was commentary? their friendship theme but oh, you know what sure. that means yeah we we, do. we know exactly Wait, what that means so it was their friendship theme and the way that I wanted it to end was that it was a song dedicated to her, right? Spin around. You're right. I was right. You were? Question two. 
What is the gayest moment in Josie and the Pussycats? A, backdoor lover. B, <laughs> the airplane. C, who's a rock star. Or D, just all the physical intimacy touching that happens. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I gotta go with who's a rock star. It's who's so a- gay. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. All right, question number three. What does du jour mean? A, family. B, friendship. C, available on this day. Or D, seatbelts. <laughs> well, I do know what it actually means. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm going to say du jour means, wait, what was A? Family. Oh, okay. I'm going to go with seatbelts. <laughs> <laughs> because they 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 landed the plane just fine. And I'm sure that, you know, having the seatbelts on really saved them. But I do think that it's interesting that du jour means like, you know, kind of like on this day. And it's very like a temporary situation for this very temporary band. They gave Every- they gave a lot of thought to this movie. I'm t- this uh, this movie. I'm with you, Ellie. This movie is as well. smart. It's clever. It's so smart. Those were great okay. questions. There's Question more. four. Alec, are you ready? <laughs> yes, yes. Who do you want Josie to be with? A, Alan, B, Val, or C, the Pussycats? C, the Pussycats. <laughs> yeah, correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, final Friends question. first and a band second, but they're also yes. still a band. Final question. Friends first, band second, lovers third. <laughs> lovers first. What are we lovers first, friends second. <laughs> All right, question number five. If you were in the Pussycats, who would you be? Mm. A, Josie, B, Val, or C, Mel? Anyone who has Josie as their partner. So I'm going to go with Val because we have the most chemistry. Nice. And because nice. being a bassist is really cool. Yeah. I feel like also, like, I don't know. All of them are so cool. Like, Mel on the drums is, like, really severely underrated. Yeah, I agree. She's playing some, like, sick drums. Yeah, she's got some drums going on. She really does. You cannot be dumb and play the drums like that. So back to our point from the beginning. Melody appreciation. This also has been a Melody appreciation episode. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for our Q&Gay. You did great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Those were tough questions. (laughs) I know, they're very hard, but you got through it. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was 100% the right decision. (laughs) (laughs) Lee, I'm so happy for you that you've now seen the movie and have gotten to have a good cathartic conversation. Happy birthday to me. That's what I'm going to (laughs) say. It's so beautiful. Happy birthday to Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, happy 20th anniversary. What an just a milestone. Look Incredible. at it. Stands the test of time is what we're saying. It truly does. It really also, does. Also, Alec, where can our listeners find you online or find your podcast? I am on Instagram. I'm not very interesting, but, you know, I post some stuff on... <laughs> it's at pogo.and.work. Same on Twitter, I'm sure. And then also, if you were interested, I had a podcast. We've been on an extended hiatus. I don't know if we're coming back. But if you like video games and comic books and queer stuff, we do that. Or I used to do that. It's called Gotham Arcade. You can go on GothamArcade.com or find us on Twitter. Yeah. 
So that's that's all I got going on right now. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much. I'm like so happy we did this. Like too happy. Me too. This was a blast. Thank you. Let me hear you say hip, 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 well, yeah. We love hearing from all of you. We love continuing to build this community. So we just like to shout out some of our favorite things each episode that we've heard from you. And this week we have two shout outs, both for our Instagram. Um, we would like to shout out to, and I am so sorry because I know I'm not going to pronounce this very well, but Thorgardur, I think that's close. So we just wanted to thank you for reaching out with um, A, just telling us what the podcast means to you, which is always so great for us to hear, and B, with some more information about Jillian Anderson in The Spy Who Dumped Me and how apparently the casting was this whole joke because she had been Kate McKinnon's childhood crush and it just makes the whole thing even that much better when you know it. So thank you so much for reaching out and letting us know. We love getting more information like that from listeners. And we also want to shout out Isabella who also reached out to us on Instagram with some more Les Central suggestions which you know we love. Obviously the Les Central's we get through a little less quickly than the should have been gays, but uh, hang tight, Isabella. They are on our list, and hopefully we will have time to get to all of them because that's the dream, right? That's the dream. We also want to thank, as always, our Lesbian Jesus patrons, Mark Foster, Jess Klaus, Tanya Ferguson, Jacqueline Rose Nishino, Sarah and Julia, Carrie Ann Lawrence, Danny Gunlock Tamora, Brittany Ray, Alana Rosen, Tara Gleason, and Lizette Stye. And our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen, Leah Henley, Liz Chen, Evelyn Smith, and River Penzo. Thank you all so much. We could not keep doing this podcast without you and all of our patrons. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Let's Hang Out Pod. You can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. Or you can check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure that you subscribe. That way you'll get new episodes as soon as they go up. You can also subscribe to The Flame, an original podcast musical, on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Just search The Flame Podcast Musical and you will find it. We also still have videos going up on our YouTube channel. Make sure that you subscribe at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod to catch those. If you want to support the podcast, you can rate and review us on iTunes. It helps other people find the podcast. And we love hearing what you have to say. If you want to support us financially, you can join our Patreon. You get access to all sorts of cool stuff like that Discord channel or our watch parties or uh, game nights, all sorts of fun stuff. And we have a blast. You can find it at bit.ly slash lespatreon. We also have a Patreon for The Flame. So if you're interested in hearing more about the musical, seeing some behind the scenes, getting some early drops of some of the songs, you should check out that Patreon as well. You can find it at patreon.com slash the flame musical. If you want to get some Les Hangout merch, you can get that at bit.ly slash Les Shop. We have 35% off the shop this week, so make sure you check that out. If you want to follow us individually, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LSH Foster. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Ellie Brigida. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang out. out.